Welcome to the Less Trodden Path podcast, a dedication to untangling the world in a raw and honest way, following your gut and your dreams, no matter what they may be. Often they are different to what is known as the norm, a step out of the comfort zone, the path less tread. We are here to help inspire you to take your own path by sharing both our own journey and the stories of others too. Making it clear along the way that anyone can do it, whatever it may be. With all the ups and downs, the good, the bad, the pretty, the ugly included. Dreams take time, but if you put your all into it, time doesn't mean anything. This week we speak to Laurie, who we met just before she left for the path she is now fully immersed in. Laurie inspiringly decided to move to Cambodia just six months after visiting for the first time for a short and sweet yoga and sunshine getaway. Despite having solid foundations and a safety net around her back home, such as work, a pet and a newly bought house, upon returning from Cambodia she simply could not shift the holiday blues and knew there was more there for her than a simple trip. So she took the plunge, and a lot quicker than originally planned too. We hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did. Just do it, whatever it may be. Here is Laurie's very own Les Trodden Path. Hello. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Not too bad. It's really cool to be chatting with you finally. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been oh, like... that's very spooky. <laughs> been meaning give, to kind of do it for a... ages. Yeah, give me one sec. Yeah. I'm just going to close all the windows in my bedroom. No worries. They've started their um, karaoke. is very popular in Cambodia. Okay. And um, oh, there we are. And they've started singing already. <laughs> How are you anyway, though? I love that we finally kind of, you know, been able to get together and chat because I've been wanting to for ages. Some some reason like I don't know I've been following you for obviously since like I guess we kind of met and I've just been really intrigued by everything that you do like I don't know I love it uh, I, I don't know if it's as um interesting as it looks on Instagram <laughs> which I mean I think is the, is the case for lots of things right yeah yeah oh definitely definitely but I guess like your move from the UK to Cambodia for starters was like just so cool because I read I read your blog um, that you did about it and it was just like oh, yeah. wow like I don't know like that's just so cool literally like in no time at all you were from one place to another it did happen pretty quickly although it was one of those things um, that kind of like felt like it was I'm, I'm not sure where I stand on the like manifestation and visualization and all that stuff I think it's a pretty privileged perspective but mm. also I think in sometimes some some things just happen and they're easy and it feels like they're mm-hmm. maybe meant to happen yeah um I hear that yeah I definitely hear that but um I mean Obviously, like, before we kind of get into all of that, how are you anyway? Like, how's life? How was Christmas? How was New Year? Like, yeah, good. how are I you? Mean, I, don't, I don't know about you guys. Like, we're not in lockdown here. So, okay. Um, it's been pretty normal. Like, you know, sometimes the gyms have been closed or whatever like that. Um, but, and school's closed for a bit, but they're reopening again now. But, you know, restaurants have still been open. Mm-hmm. We've still been able to travel in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, it's been, it's been good. Like, we, we went on holiday over Christmas and New Year. So nice. I went with my brother. We just went traveling around Cambodia. And wow. that was really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, does he live in Cambodia as well then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh wow, that's really cool. That's cool because I remember he moved you. In March. Oh okay, I remember you saying you mentioned him and how he had helped you with like looking at vans or something. But that makes sense oh, yeah. that he's actually living in Cambodia. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Do they celebrate Christmas? No. Uh, well, Cam- 
which is lovely, actually. So mm. technically, no, they don't celebrate Christmas, but they did. They do have a party regardless of what's happening. So okay. on Christmas, even though we were going to bed, they were up having like the people okay. right next to our guest house were staying and were having a party. Yeah. So like no, like they're Bud- it's a Buddhist country. Yeah. Um. So it's not a, technically a celebration of them. Khmer mm-hmm. Khmer is like camp. Like Cambodians would be called Khmer in country. Okay. Um, so Khmer New Year is actually in April, but okay. they still celebrate Christmas and New Year. Yeah, that's really cool though. That they, I love the whole like they just celebrate anyway. Like yeah. that's how everyone should live. Everyone should just celebrate all the time. <laughs> I know. Well, they celebrate more than us. Yeah, definitely. For sure. That's that's awesome though. But that's traveling around Cambodia over Christmas and New Year sounds yeah, pretty cool. Sounds ideal. Sounds like yeah, ideal. Cool. Spend those. I'm assuming it's like warm where you are and stuff as well. Or you yeah, in like... it's a tropical climate. Yeah. So it's well, I mean, today it's 24 degrees and I'm freezing. Yeah. But <laughs> normally it's like between 30 and 40. Okay, that's awesome. And I'm guessing, does it have like oh, yeah, rainy right. seasons? Yeah, we have rainy season. It depends when it starts, between July and October, but it can start... Yeah, I mean, it's meant to be August to October. Okay. But it can be anything between July to the end of November. This year, it stretched. It came late, mm-hmm. but then it was still raining up until sort of like the end of November. And it's okay. pretty depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, great. I can imagine like, because I guess I've never actually been to Cambodia, but I've been to like Thailand and Bali. So I'm assuming it's kind of similar in that way to like those kind of seasons and stuff. Yeah, seasonally uh, similar. Mm-hmm. We it's a bit hotter. Okay. Um, well, it depends where you go in Thailand, actually, because if you're in mainland Thailand, it's probably similar. Yeah. But you know, you have the, it's like I live inland, so mm-hmm. it's just kind of warm and tropical all year round with a rainy season. But if say you go to the islands in Thailand, obviously it can be really cold and rainy. Yeah. Well, not really cold, but you know, cold and coldish and rainy. A lot more, mm-hmm. which is the same here. If you go down to the coast, yeah, you can have sort of unseasonable, yeah, weather. Okay, that's so nice. Yeah, I bet. But yeah, it's probably sim- it's similar to what well, depends where you went in in Bali, but mm-hmm. um, it's similar to Thailand or Bali, yeah. but a lot less developed. Okay. Um, Thailand has is and Bali. Well, Indonesia as a whole maybe still has some developing, but Bali's obviously been built up as a tourist destination now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Thailand has a pretty strong economy, so they're more developed than okay. where we are, That's for sure. That's interesting, but, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Nice place to live. That's, how long have you been there for now? Um, since December 2019, so a year yeah. and a month or two. Wow. That's gone so fast. That's yeah. crazy. And, like, go on then. Whilst we're on, like, the subject of Cambodia, <laughs> tell us, like, about it. Or, I don't know, like, how are you finding it? How did you find the transition? Because, obviously, maybe take it back a bit further. And, obviously, you went out, from what I remember reading, you went out as, like, a holiday? Yeah, so I came out in... August 2019 for a holiday really randomly we chose Cambodia we were looking I was like looking for a holiday with my friend we were searching online we wanted somewhere that was going to be warm that had yoga that was about it and a pool a hotel with priorities (laughs) yeah I know and we were looking and we were looking at Europe originally we were looking at Portugal and we were looking at other places in Europe, and it was so expensive because the euro is so weak. And then we looked at sort of like Mexico, and we were just looking on all the sort of secret escapes and, you know, those deal websites. Mm -hmm. And I found this, like, really nice-looking hotel in Cambodia that had yoga and a pool and was, like, really reasonable once you'd looked at flights and everything. It was much cheaper than going somewhere sort of four-star in Portugal in August so we ended up coming to Cambodia 
on that on the hotel looking nice I really didn't know anything about Cambodia mm-hmm. which is probably my own ignorance because I didn't do much history at school I gave it up in year nine so <laughs> I, well, and geography like I just didn't know anything about Cambodia I've yeah. been to Thailand before but that was it so anyway we came and I came for two weeks first 10 days with my friend and then my brother came over because he was living in Vietnam at the time for a few days and I just loved it Mm. I couldn't put my finger on what it was I liked Mm -hmm. um really like I liked well I like lots of things like I like the weather I like the people I was meeting I like the sort of vibe of the place it's that thing you can't put your finger on right when you go to a place and you really like it there's that difference from going somewhere on holiday and being like oh this is a fun holiday I look forward to going home or going somewhere on holiday and being like oh I could live here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah like when you go to visit your friends in the UK right you some places you go and you're like oh this is nice and other places you go like wow I want to be here yeah definitely and I just had that feeling when I came here on holiday I just was like you know what that's somewhere I want to spend more time Mm -hmm. so I sort of made a plan in my head and said to myself well I need to do another year of work to save money I've just bought my house um I was like I need to do another year of work maybe I'll try and get out to Cambodia by December 2020 by December 2020 Mm -hmm. I was like by that point you know I will have another like year and a bit of savings I will have been in the house a little while I can rent the house out quit my job and move so it kind of was like a vague plan in my head but then I got back to England and I think I landed back in September 2019 and I did all the you know went back to work my first yeah. day back to work yeah I was working remotely even then but I just kind of cried yeah it was really strange like I went back to work and all of the feelings I'd had when I was away they just they had gone and and, and mm-hmm. replaced was just this anxiety and this like just I was apathetic about the work I was doing yeah and so I decided to kind of move everything forward and that I would go move to Cambodia in January 2020 That's and then I did a bit more research on like the seasons mm-hmm. and realized the best weather was between December and March. Okay. So then I moved it forward and decided I'd leave in December that's, so I'd get yeah. the best weather. That's, and that's so sort of awesome. Like I literally, it's just so cool that you literally, you went from, oh yeah, perhaps, you know, in mm-hmm. a year's time to coming home and the thing is I guess you got that feeling that everyone gets when they come back from holiday but everyone just pushes aside and allows that misery to continue or I say everyone most people or a lot of people whereas you were like no like I'm I'm taking charge and I'm going to chase this and you did a more like you didn't even just chase it until the you know the date set you like pushed it forwards yeah, I mean, it was good timing mm-hmm. for me, for sure, because I have, I went, when I went to Thailand for the first time in 2015, I loved it, I, I loved Katao, loved the yoga, loved the, again, loved the vibe, and was like, I really want to live here, but I got home and I was just in a different situation, like, I was still living in yeah. London, mm-hmm. was in some debt had a lot of shit to deal with before I even thought about moving overseas so that was like a real pipe dream Mm -hmm. whereas I think this time round like four years later or whatever I was just in a different place like Mm -hmm. I got sober I'd done my yoga teacher training financially I was quite sorted or you know as sorted as as I was going to be I wasn't in the shit like I had been before Mm -hmm. I was in a place where I could make it happen and I think some, it is a little bit about being brave and doing something out of your comfort zone but at the same time I know who I am as a person and if I'd st- still been in the position I had been in in 2015 where I was drinking too much and scraping by and yeah. not very 
I don't know, just not very happy. Mm-hmm. Even if I hadn't come to Cambodia and loved it, I wouldn't have been in the place to move. Oh, definitely. Or if I had moved, it would have been a disaster. Steep <laughs> 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 learning curve. Yeah. Mm, yeah, exactly. I guess you were lucky as well like in the sense of when it happened because if you had kept it until it this year yeah you would have wouldn't have been able story. to go yeah i mean if i if i'd kept it the original to, yeah to the original i wouldn't have been able to no. like i would if i'd left it till december 2020 well no i, I would be at home yeah. definitely definitely meant to be as well sounds like Oh, it's it's amazing. What did you do? Like, obviously, maybe not going too much into it, but like, obviously, you said that you had the house as well that you had just bought. Like, was that just a you know? How did that feel going from having just just bought a house? Like, your was it your first house? Yeah. So you just bought this first house, and then suddenly you were just leaving it again and moving countries. It was an interesting decision and probably not one I'd advise yeah um, <laughs> yeah it felt weird it's just rented out oh actually yeah that's that's it but yeah. it was weird and I mean my original plan although I had shifted this already by the time COVID hit was to come back in May mm-hmm. for a visit or to figure out what I was going to do next was that and then COVID hit this May coming or May May just gone no May 2020 yeah, yeah. okay Wow. So I didn't know how I'd like Cambodia to begin with. So in my head, I was like, oh, I'll just do five months yeah, or six months and I'll see how it goes. You know, maybe I won't have any friends. Yeah. Maybe I won't, you know, won't get on well. Maybe I just won't like it. So I planned to just come to five months to begin with. And then I realized quite quickly I wanted to stay longer. Mm-hmm. And then anyway, COVID hit. So yeah, you have no choice it, anyway. It's been what it is. <laughs> Yeah, I had rebooked flights to come home in October, and those have been cancelled. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I want to come back in the, in the summer to the yeah. UK for a visit, yeah. for sure. But it's it's a good place to live, and it's been a good place to ride out the pandemic. Yeah, I bet. I bet. That's awesome. So do you kind of plan on coming back for a visit, but then heading back out there? Or are you literally just taking it, like a day or a week at a time or even a month, I don't know. Uh, day by day at the moment, yeah. to be honest. I think if we do, when I try and plan further, I just end up getting upset. Or mm-hmm. not upset, but sort of like frustrated because I, you, I have no, this year has really shown us that we have absolutely or at least shown me that I have no control really over what's going to happen happen yeah um so I'm trying to kind of take it like day by day yeah do that's fair enough what what makes me happy on that day and kind of plan in terms of you know making sure I've got enough money and Mm -hmm. I know what I'm going to do, but my focus recently has really been on structuring my days yeah. rather than worrying about the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. I have ideas of what I might do, and they do include maybe going back to UK or maybe staying here, but the bigger sort of thing in my mind is just not getting through the days because I'm having a good time, but putting some structure into my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's incredible. I like that you're just giving yourself that time. You know, it's it's good that you've almost kind of taken that step back and just put yourself first. Yeah, what about you else. guys? What, have you got a plan or are you doing day by day? Or? Yeah, definitely day by day. I mean, we try and say day by day, but it's a more like <laughs> hour, hour by hour. hour. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to van life. Like, yeah. you plan a day, you wake up, it starts, and within an hour, it's like yeah, completely different. So much can happen in one little yeah. piece of time that your whole idea of the mm-hmm. day can change at any I think moment. Yesterday we had like a we call it a vadmin day where we do do all of our admin and stuff, um, alongside finding a new spot. And obviously we've been here now for almost three months, I think. And it was the first day in three months that 
everything's gone smoothly when it comes to admin and finding a new spot. And we arrived in the evening and we was like, can you believe that We're a bit lost. that just happened? Like, <laughs> this is weird. Like, why is this not happened? Why is that not happened? Why are we just here so early? Like, it was crazy. Yeah, all the time, but, yeah. but, um, I other think... than that. And how, so in terms of like, so I'm, I'm going to ask, sorry, I know this is meant to be you guys. No, talking no, about no, go for it. moment is long term it's until we come across the next thing that feels right and we don't know what that is so we're literally just you know we're going until it just kind of happens if it happened you know it could happen tomorrow and it feels them like just it feels perfect or it could happen in five ten years time <laughs> you know like we're we have nothing in mind in regards to kind of the next thing so we'll just let it come to us whilst we do us mm -hmm. that makes sense um one of the reasons we kind of came into van life alongside coronavirus happening and our australia plans kind of going down the hill um was to also we both want to work for ourselves like it's always been a thing that we've said since you know we were old enough to know that that was a thing kind of thing and this is a way to almost... It's like a platform to springboard all the ideas we've always had, but not been able to really work on, maybe. Yeah, without or anything. Or figure out some of just what the ideas are. Mm -hmm. But like even three months into this, I feel like we're, we're already getting there. Yeah. It's been, even though we've not always known what, what the, if the idea is going to work or if, if there is even an idea, this is like a perfect way to live, just to work on those things to make them something real. That's kind of why we decided to do it. I guess like it probably similar in, in the way that you, you've said that you've had to sort of pick up different bits and pieces to try and make things work. But through that, you're kind of figuring, you know, what, what do I want to do long term? And I guess it's the same sort of thing. We're just working on bits and pieces and, you know, what feels right we're, we're running with and trying to make it into something bigger and more that can sustain long term. If that makes any it's sense. It's so yeah, so much sense. It's so interesting to hear, you guys are kind of going through the same thing I'm going through at the moment because, so my job sort of ended in October, I won't mm -hmm. go into that, but I kind of have this, kind or came into this decision or thinking which was like do I go for another full-time job mm. which my job wasn't full-time but it was four days a week so before the job I was doing I which I did for two and a half years I was freelance before that and I did some marketing consulting and I taught a lot of yoga and I had a lot more freedom to work on my own projects and then I took the job and all of a sudden the combination of a regular good paycheck and like work being kind of all consuming as well as trying to teach quite a lot of yoga still meant I had no time to work on my own stuff mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. in December this year kind of the work ended the end of no October so actually November and December I sort of sat back and realized like I haven't properly worked on my own stuff for like over two and a half years like 
I've done a blog here and there or I've thought about something, but I haven't had any of the freedom to actually do it. And yeah. I don't know, I know lots of people are disciplined and they manage to make so many things work whilst they're working full time. But for me, I just don't, I'm not very good at that hustle. Yeah. And it just really tires me out. Like, I want to sleep for like eight or nine hours a night. I want to have downtime. Yeah. I don't want to. I, well, I'm not my like most creative, productive, whatever you want to say, self when I'm, you know, working 40 or 50 hours a week plus then trying to work on my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. recently, because Cambodia is like low cost to live, sort of been in this like nice position where even though I'm not earning very much money from the work I'm doing or I'm not at the moment it depends but at the moment like if I just say the content writing it's not very well paid but doing you know half a day four hours a day you know four or five days a week which is actually only half the time I would normally be working covers my living costs Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. then I get to spend the mo- what I've been doing is spending the mornings working on my own stuff. Yeah, you can put that and energy just, into it. Yeah, and it's kind of like what you guys are saying, right? Without mm-hmm. the confines of sort of a big rent payment or a big mortgage mm-hmm. payment, and sort of your everyday life, like you would have at home, you have so much more space. Yeah, you can put that I energy think, in. Yeah, one of the best things about kind of what you've just said and what you know, we're, what we're both kind of doing, as in you and us too, is obviously like you have when you work this full time job, like you were saying, you have to put all of your energy into that, which means that when it comes to like the weekend or your day off or the evening when you come home, you're so tired from the day or you know whatever you've been doing at work that you can't then do you, which a lot of people almost get wrapped into sometimes or they, you know, it's it's easy to forget. And it's not that it's anyone's fault at all. It's just what we're kind of, a lot of people have been brought up around. And, you know, for example, the life that you've chosen or the life that we've kind of gone for strips you back from all of that and makes you realise that you don't need all those things. You don't need to earn all of that money to you know, to have a good life. You don't need to work 50 hours a week just to to do this or to do that. And, you know, I think a lot of people do get lost in it. And again, not to anyone's fault, you know, it's just something that, that has happened. But it's definitely something that almost needs to be taken away from people to just open them up to, like, what you can actually do you know, like you said, you just went out to Cambodia despite, you know, you were in a good place, but you had the house and you had other other things going on. But it was almost like a, no, like I'm doing this, I've got this, I can do it, you know, it will work. And you almost believed in it. It's having that belief and, and going for it. And, you know, now you're kind of in a place where you're not earning as much, but you're still living that life. You're still healthy, you're still well, you're still safe, you're still being fed and all that um so I think it's a case of just believing and being brave and obviously there's other kind of factors to kind of bring into it all but it is belief and bravery is definitely a big thing yeah yeah I think there's a case for for doing things as well when you're younger Mm. and I know that the way we're traditionally taught to do it is that you wait till you're retired and you do mm-hmm. the, what you want to do then. And obviously some people have kids young and that's quite restrictive. Yeah. Well, not restrictive, like you have a different happy life, but you maybe don't have the same freedom to just kind mm-hmm. of up and move. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it definitely is a different choice because I look at it and think... If you, you know, sliding doors or any of those films that show two different ways. Like, I easily could have told myself that I had too much going on in the UK and I couldn't move. And I wouldn't have moved. I would still be in the UK. Yeah. And I guess same for you guys. Like, you could have said, you know, COVID could have happened and you could have said, no, okay, it's safer to stay at home. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not going to, we're going to put our dream, van dreams on home, on hold. 
oh, sorry, and then you don't know what's going to happen next, so you could have not done it. So I think it's quite interesting to me that this I like notion that actually sometimes all it is is one decision. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely is. This one little moment that could have changed everything. Yeah. I mean, we almost did. It was funny you say that, because we almost... There was a talk. That once, once upon a time, we had a conversation, Laura and I, where I said, we'll wait till December. Like, we'll wait till December 2020, because then things will be, things will might be better. And Laura's like, no, we've <laughs> got to go. And, like, if we'd have waited, we'd have been nowhere different. Mm-hmm. We just wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. So it just goes to show, like, when you make those decisions, like, they're worth just going for. You never yeah, know. Yeah, and I did this, I remember, sorry, but I remember, like, I was, when I was doing, like I said earlier, trying to work out, I was like, okay, so I'm going to quit, I'd quit my job at this point when I was trying to make the decision. I quit and I was like, oh, I'm just going to keep teaching yoga and... I can, you know, I'll get by on mm-hmm. that and then I'll still go to Cambodia sort of the end of t- December 2020. And then I looked at how much it was going to cost me to stay in the UK and, like, use what savings I have. And I was like, it's just going to be cheaper for me to go to Cambodia now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm trying to save because I think it's more... I'm, go- I'm trying to stay in the UK because I think it's more stable. But actually, whether I stay or go... I'm going to be in a similar situation in five mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. So for me, sometimes it, I think it feels like it feels safer to stay because of the sunk cost fallacy. Mm-hmm. Like the idea that mm-hmm. you've already put everything into it and so you want to keep you want to keep putting in to what you've already put into. Yeah. But actually, like if you look at it with fresh eyes from zero rather than from where like you know where you were. all of the stepping stones that have put you into where you've got to it's easier to make the decision mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. it's so true no it's 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 a bit like um it's a funny one because you can almost look at it like obviously people say like the grass is you know the grass is greener on the other side whereas like obviously it isn't but at the same time like if you don't go for it, there's no growth. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, you, like you said, you could stay where you are, where you've built everything, where, you know, you've got your home, you've got your safety, you've got maybe family, you've got friends, you've got the work, you've got all of that, everything that you know that you have built up. And obviously then you you have the, the empty, the, the unknown. But then not travelling across to that unknown, you does like, it, you won't, You'll keep growing where you are, but for all you know, no matter what happens with the unknown, whether you dislike it and come back or love it and stay, there'll be some form of growth with just kind of taking that yeah. step. But staying as you are, the growth will kind of just keep going, but... You won't get the same growth. Yeah, It'll there be won't be any kind story. of learning and <laughs> there won't be any any of that. Um. No, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's it's but I'm also really mindful that, you know, we can sit here and say you know, say all of these things like about moving and making the decision to move and how much not how much better our lives are, but how mm. different our lives are for it and how we've got mm-hmm. all this freedom now. And, and and that is all true. But I also remember, and it is also true for other people, how difficult that decision is. Yeah. yeah. And how, I think, it is bravery, but it's also a little bit of, like... I don't want to say recklessness, because it's not reckless, like, probably is considered. But, but you have to have a backup. Yeah. You know, like, I think, or not everybody does have a backup, but for me, I know that, you know, shit hits a fan here. Mm-hmm. I can go home to the UK, live at my mum's, if yeah, she's got a house definitely. Well, and get a job at Tesco. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think and that's fine. My worst case scenario isn't that bad. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think there's something to be said for that, because yeah. it gives you a certain level of, Mm-hmm. Like a springboard to jump 
Yeah, you have that kind of safety net in case you don't fly, kind of thing, in case, you know. Yeah. Um, which is definitely important um, because obviously not everyone has that. Um, and I guess in a way it's also kind of like, it's it's a hard one because, you know, if you never, it's almost like the quote of, if you never go, if you never try, you'll never know. But at the same time, you, again, always do have to think of those factors behind it. You know, what's going to happen if if I do fail and fall? Like, which most, you know, a lot of the time, it always kind of works out. But it is, like you said, it is always good to know or to plan a backup in case you need it. Um mm whatever that may be obviously different for everyone mm-hmm. um but yeah that's definitely kind of obviously a good thing to i think the thing to remember in in those like decision like it definitely does feel a bit reckless when you make those decisions um whether it is or not i guess it sort of just depends on like people's perspective but i think that like i always think in those moments you just got to remember that life isn't one period of time like if things did go wrong and you did end up back home in a job in Tesco you that's not the end like you would then work through that and figure something else out and build on that and build on that and build and eventually you'd end up somewhere else and it's just like I think people get lost in this idea that life is one set place when actually like it's not it's this journey of ups and downs regardless of what decisions you make it's going to be ups and downs you you know that's why i think that like making the the more crazy decision in some people's eyes is always better because if you make the decision to play it safe it's still going to be a series of ups and downs so you may as well have the ups and downs in the in the bit in in the place you want to be or the you know whatever the decision is you may as well make the decision that you really want to make in your gut regardless of how safe it might be because it's going to be ups and downs anyway that's kind of how I see it anyway no I agree and I think for me like the worst case scenario of being back in the UK and working in Tesco or whatever like I have so much like I know a lot of people that work in supermarkets and it's a good job and it's a stable job and for me like I can 100% deal with that worst case scenario because I think I quite enjoy it Mm. actually it's pretty competitive to get a supermarket (laughs) job these days so maybe you know I'd go on universal credit if I couldn't get a job but that's a totally fine worst case scenario for me and I think that it's quite a good um exercise to do I think it's like it it originates from like stoic philosophy really but to ask yourself when you make a decision like what is the worst case scenario here Mm -hmm. and can I deal with it Mm -hmm. and if you can then why not do the thing Mm -hmm. you want to do and it doesn't have to be, you know, moving overseas, although obviously that's like a lot of what we have in common. Yeah. It can be changing your job or starting a new project mm-hmm. or trying to get fit for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you're trying to run, a, if you want to do couch to 5K, and the worst thing that can happen is you're back on your couch and, it, and you can't be bothered, <laughs> can you deal with that outcome? That worst case scenario? Yeah. I could. Yeah. So then yeah. you do it. Yeah. Definitely. I like that you've said that because it's reminded me of of us and when we were kind of, you know, thinking of or planning everything. We knew we were kind of going to go, but it was, you know, you still have the worries. Like, no matter what it is, no matter how much you want it, you still have those thoughts. You still doubt yourself. And, yeah, and it reminds me of every time we had one of those thoughts or one of those days, we, you know, it, it would be like a... But the worst case scenario would just be this or that. And thinking back to it now, it's like, it really isn't that bad. Like, it's not ideal at all. And it's the last thing we would want. But it's not that bad. You know, as long as you're still you. As long as you still believe in yourself. And as long as you, you know, you still follow, you know, you don't just kind of give up. Like, completely give up and just, you know, let everything else kind of take over. Then you will always make it work and it will always be fine. And it, like Ben said, it will always come back up at some point. Like, it wouldn't, won't just stay stay down forever kind of thing. Yeah, and I think there's a thing to be said, so I liked what Ben said too, on 
you know, not thinking everything is final. And mm-hmm. it, it's a human trait to think that, you know, the decision you make now is going to be the decision that holds you down forever. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, we can change and pivot and change our mind all the time. So a decision isn't final. But when you're making it, it does often feel it. It feels mm-hmm. like oh god like i'm like for me like i'm making this decision to go to cambodia that mm-hmm. i'm never going to live in the uk again well, i mean no that was not the decision i was making yeah. but it felt like it when i was doing it mm-hmm. it felt like i was you know deciding to make this massive life change and it was in some ways quite a big life change mm-hmm. but it was completely reversible mm-hmm yeah definitely the only thing that wasn't going to be reversible was if I had actually gone through with quitting my job Mm -hmm. and then I would have had to get a different job when I got back to England but everything else like it wasn't a final decision it was just a change of path Mm -hmm. yeah I love that what um obviously like obviously with like job wise because I remember reading Hadn't you, the place that you had first moved to in Cambodia was the place that you had stayed at and they kind of offered you a job and stuff? Oh, yeah. So it was the hotel that I stayed at when I went to Cambodia on holiday. Yeah. I started teaching yoga there about a month into moving Mm. to Cambodia. Mm. So it was quite a nice, like, full circle thing. Um. Yeah, I love teaching that yoga there. I'm not actually teaching there at the moment mm. because I've been focusing on some other things. I'm yeah. teaching privates. But it was just so nice because I remember practicing in that shala when I, when I came on holiday and thinking, oh, I'd love to teach here. Mm. And just thinking it was completely out of reach. And then, yeah, six months later, That's there I amazing. am teaching in that shala. Yeah. Again. I'm so aware of my own privilege with all of this. Mm-hmm. And, like, yes, I did make it happen. And, yes, lots of people are able to make it happen. Mm. But at the same time, lots of people are. But, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it did work out. Yeah. And it was really nice to, to be sort of teaching from there and it's a beautiful place. And mm-hmm. it felt, yeah, very full circle and like it was meant to be, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's so cool, like... You know, there's obviously, like you said, going back slightly how we said about you go to a place and you look at it and you're like, oh, imagine living here or imagine, you know, teaching here or imagine this, imagine that. And you've actually gone and, you know, six months later as well, not just like a few years, like six months is nothing really. And you're there six months later doing what you had kind of sort of imagined when you first went, which is just really kind of amazing I don't know it just brings this huge smile to my face like oh that's like you know something that I mean I'd love to do (laughs) with some spots that I've seen but what's during like the whole kind of you know getting to Cambodia the first time to moving there to living there now for just over a year and even now like what's been the most testing moments um or you know one testing moment or the most testing moments and what have you kind of learned from them or learning from them just thinking um (laughs) I think I've taken is that you can move where you are and you can move 10,000 miles away from home but if there's still if there's stuff you're struggling with at home it's Mm going to be stuff you struggle with when you're away Mm -hmm. so yes I removed some big pressures like a big mortgage payment and Mm -hmm. you know high cost of living and Mm -hmm. when my job went like I've removed kind of needing to work loads but I still am the same person Mm, with the same mental health with the same tendency to overthink and worry and decide randomly that none of my friends really like me you know all of that stuff that was the case when I was in the UK that's still the case here Mm -hmm. and I think a big 
uh, yeah, a challenge, I suppose. It's just coming to terms with the fact that you can't outrun who you are mm-hmm. and you need to keep doing the work, mm-hmm. even if you can, you know, distract yourself by warm weather and yeah. new, new challenges and new people. Still, I had a bit of a retrieve with my mental health, a reprieve, sorry, with my mental health when mm-hmm. I first moved. Like, I had three months of feeling great. But everything comes back in the end. And managing feeling not so good without my sort of mum and my really good friends from home was pretty difficult, especially when it kind of coincided with COVID and obviously all of that Mm -hmm. stuff going on as well. Yeah. I think I love being away and I've made some really, really good friends. But I struggled when I was having a difficult time without having people that had known me for years Mm -hmm. and years. Mm -hmm. And that was a big challenge. And I think, you know, I've dealt with that twofold. Like, I still speak to people from home a lot. And also, I just started to lean in and trust the friends I have here, Mm -hmm. that even though they haven't been my friends for a long time, there's still a quality of friendship I can trust and talk about things. Mm -hmm. Whereas, I think in the early days, I was worried I didn't want to kind of burden them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because... I don't know, like, I guess you guys move around a lot, so it's not so much of, like, an expat mm-hmm. immigrant scene. Yeah. But, you know, I just got here. I didn't want to suddenly be, like, going into deeper meaningfuls on my mm-hmm. anxiety or what I was worried about because everybody's dealing with their own shit. But yeah. I just sort of had to get over that and go for it, if that yeah. makes sense. Realise that you are still you and your problems are still you no matter where you are. It's very true. It's a huge lesson to get across, I think. Lots of people have this notion that if they escaped all these things that they think are like, you know, part of a huge part of their issues or problems, like they that they'd suddenly all be gone and they'd have this magic life, but you're still the human being. Mm -hmm. You're still dealing with everything Mm -hmm. that you you deal with. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot to be said about not feeling guilty for it as well. Like I think some people, they'll they'll, you know they they do move across the the world or they they escape the, they escape the job they didn't want but then they find themselves still dealing with issues, and I think the thing is is to not like to remind everybody that they don't need to feel guilty for that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You're yeah. a human being. Yeah. Normal for humans. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And what about you guys? Like <laughs> so you. You travel around a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess you're pretty reliant on each other and people via your phones rather than settling into yeah. kind of a being somewhere permanent. It's more mm-hmm. of that travelling vibe rather than a live... Like, obviously, you live on the road, yeah. mm-hmm. but you're, you're not kind of integrating into community. Is that difficult? Um, I mean, we're not... We like our own Yeah, we like our space. space. So, you know, even when we were living in our flat back in the UK, we we weren't people who used to enjoy going out. We would choose we would choose to stay in over seeing people. Not because we're hermits, slash kind of hermits, but <laughs> <laughs> not fully hermits, but we just preferred, you know, uh to just just to stay in. So this isn't necessarily that hard for us and we're very similar we get on very well so you know if one of us wants to do something the other one most likely wants to do it as well um yeah our social life so, kind of is each other yeah and then you have a lot of international friends anyway so most you- of my friends like my closest friends live everywhere but the uk so i mean two of them live in australia some of them live across Europe. So to me, like, I've always that's I've always known to just be me with closer friends but f- further away. And so like It hasn't been that much. It of has yeah. I mean yeah. there's been a few moments where we've like bumped into someone or we've made some friends who are also living in a van traveling in the same area and we finally met them and it's like it's been amazing to get together and to to chat and to have something new around rather than just the two of us but overall 
like we're quite comfortable to just you know just to be us i think luckily there is a a community in this lifestyle and we have met people who are in this mm. you know they they're traveling the same kind of road that we're on so like you know the people we've met who are also living in vans we've done a couple of meetups with and stuff and they they've kind of they've become our friends in that way like in in the same way that you probably if you move to one place you meet your kind of the people you hang out with and you hang out with them They're, it's a similar kind of yeah situation it's just you're all traveling so you can kind of all make it work mm -hmm. yeah there's been a few times don't get me wrong where like for example i've been feeling a bit a bit grey let's say and then I've spoken to a friend and you know the calls ended and I've looked at Ben and I've been like I think I needed that and yeah. suddenly like my energy and my spark is just back but um overall yeah it's... I suppose with what's going on in the world as well like with coronavirus like lots of people can't see their friends or other yeah. people they so kind of getting used to this weird technolo technology friendship vibe mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's just what it is when you're travelling on the road. It's not too bad. Yeah. Are you yeah, exactly. And I, well, I mean, I'm quite a. I'm. They call them ambiverts now. Ooh. I read the other day. Okay. Um, cool. I'm kind of a, an extroverted introvert. Like, I really like my own company and I need time to recharge. Mm -hmm. But I also like having people around me and, and making friends and yeah. stuff mm -hmm. um but I I get it like I get that you guys have each other I think because I'm single as well like I'd maybe be quite lonely if I was completely on my own and yeah around. yeah I think you make friends it yeah or make you know or you rely more on your friends from other places like you said Laura mm. yeah and with everybody sort of going online or talking online a lot more it is helpful mm -hmm. i think Definitely. i love talking to my friends from home even if the time difference makes it tricky yeah yeah that must be that definitely must be tricky but i guess it's also it makes it a bit more worth it in a way because then like it's not a case of just messaging whenever it's a case of actually planning and then Giving, catching up yeah. properly as opposed to just a text here there all day whenever kind of thing you actually get to sit down properly when you, you you do speak and really catch up and it it kind of like um what's the word it just makes it all that more worth it and special i guess <laughs> i can't think of the word <laughs> i think it shows you who your friends are as well yes definitely 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 i uh agree with that so much <laughs> But um, awesome. So I like the, uh, that is such a like true kind of learning curve, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. um, that a lot of people do almost forget or, you know, kind of need to remember. But going off of that, what's been your most memorable moment? Like the best thing about the whole thing or one thing that might have happened, like a specific day or just, I don't know. I mean, freedom in the sense that you've just said is 100% like, I think, 
you like you said pretty much we've had some incredible days we've done some incredible things but the freedom overall of you know we get up when we want we we do everything that we want when we want there's no one literally ever telling us that we have to do this at this time or we have to be here at this time or you can't do that or why are you doing that it's literally it is completely us we can yeah there's sure in van life there's there's limits in regards to like where you stay and where you empty your water tank and you know all those kind of things but then they're, they're nothing major i like what you're saying about little moments like you can have all these grand plans and and seek these crazy adventures and like like you say don't get me wrong they're some of the most incredible things but it's like the really little moments like um i'm i'm thinking like you know we've hiked some crazy mountains and don't get me wrong they've been incredible days but like you expected them to be great days but then there's been little moments where like you're just like the the first morning of our van life we were walking along in a little forest and a man ran past and because we're in france he said bonjour and it was like it's just this like really profound moment and it was just a guy saying bonjour to me and he probably has he has no idea he even went for a run that day but like he's become this really significant moment in my life and i think that that that's like something really like cool to be said for just like the little like you say like you just get on your motorbike and you drive to a coffee shop and Mm -hmm. it's that little moment of like oh this is life Mm -hmm. like this is what i do like yeah it's cool yeah freedom yeah and i do that i kind of remind myself because i think you can yeah but i live in a holiday destination not that there's any tourists at the moment but (laughs) you know i don't live like i'm on holiday (laughs) i live like normal life yeah that's what happens but kind of just taking the time to remind myself like when I like drive yeah drive get on my motorbike and drive to somewhere I go this is cool mm-hmm. like yeah. this is what I wanted I'm doing mm-hmm. what I wanted mm-hmm. and there's an affirmation in that in you know kind of telling yourself like, I'm doing what I chose to do right now mm-hmm. and at the same time like whatever you whether you're in Cambodia or you're in England taking your dog for a walk mm-hmm. is that kind of like yeah. I'm choosing this this is what yeah mm-hmm. I want to be doing and also that's okay like that's okay to be doing that like you know you don't have to be doing something else that isn't for you kind of thing like it's okay to get on the moped and go and grab a coffee it's okay to go and walk your dog you know when maybe you know you're at work and you should be, I don't know, doing something else, like in the sense of, you know, it's your lunch break and you should just be chilling out because you've worked hard all morning. But it's okay to go and walk that dog. It's okay to, it's okay to do you. To choose to do something you want. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, if that's what you want to do and that, if, if that's what feels right, then that's okay. Like, there is no, you know, like, what even is normal life, you know? Yeah. Like, to some people, a normal life is the complete opposite to others. So, yeah, I guess it, it's okay, <laughs> is what we could say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everything. I, I crave sometimes being at home with my dog in Norfolk. I really miss mm, it. Yeah. You know, and I'd probably happily slot back into that. It, it would just depend on what happens next and what's next for my life and... I can make one decision and be back in... Well, I mean, not right now. I don't think I can get home right now. But I could, you know, I could make a decision to go home and slot back into that life that I used to have, which I love as well. Yeah. Or I'm here and I'm not doing that. And it, you know, it it just is what it is. And Mm -hmm. we do... We do the things that make us as happy as we think we're going to be. And being here has shown me that I don't need everything I thought I needed mm-hmm. back home mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily like money and everything but you know I always place quite a lot of importance in having a good job yeah mm-hmm. and now I'm not so bothered about that mm-hmm. so and that's that will come back with me home yeah that's cool so I think we learn things even if 
you know, it's not forever. Like yeah. for you guys, even if van life isn't forever, if you find somewhere you want to settle or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, you decide to do something else, your, your life goes on a different path. Like, mm-hmm. you still have the things you've learned yeah. in the time you're away. Definitely. Definitely. It's that growth. It's that. Awesome. Um, cool. Anyway. Just a quick got three kind of final questions that are kind of shortened quick fire fire questions before we wrap it up um i mean one of them was kind of what advice would you give to someone looking at taking their own path or following their dream i mean obviously a lot of it's kind of been said throughout but maybe in three three words what advice would you give just do it just do it. I love it. That's, awesome. <laughs> That's cool. That's really cool. Nice and simple. Um, okay. Something you're yet to tick off your bucket list. Or, if not a bucket list, your... Grand experience list. Grand experience. Mm. Experience you haven't had. I want to climb more mountains. <laughs> I'm not bothered about which mountains. Yeah, just mountains. But I want to climb more mountains. We got halfway up a mountain on our motorbike uh, at Christmas and realised we didn't have enough petrol. Oh, no. (laughs) Because there's no tourists, we weren't sure if there'd be anyone at the top. You can't walk up this mountain. It literally is like a drive-up mountain. Yeah. Because there are no tourists, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to get petrol at the top. Yeah. So we had to drive back down. Oh, no. But I... I'd like to be on the top of more mountains. Yeah. That's insane. That's... I, when we come to Cambodia... Stories and yeah. It looks amazing. Oh, well, when we come to Cambodia at some point, or when you... Uh, when we meet... Cross paths. Cross paths, we will we'll definitely climb a mountain together. That'd be cool. And yeah, I'd love that. Awesome. It's in. It's in It's in the diary that isn't yet around. <laughs> the day-by-day <laughs> yeah, day diary. diary. Yeah, it makes... It makes organised, like, when I moved here, I'll say this really quickly, but when I moved here, I was so used to, like, blocking, you know what it's like, Laura, right? You teach yoga, yeah. just permanently all over the place. Mm-hmm. And my diary was always so full at home and, like, trying to squeeze people in to certain times and all of that stuff. I just kind of refused to have a diary here or put anything in my calendar. So I have to remember everything off my heart. <laughs> I remembered that we were going to record just in my head. I was like, Tuesday, 5pm, I'm recording. It doesn't always work. Yeah. But yeah, it's so nice to not have a proper, like, calendar, calendarised, yeah. diarised yeah. life. It I guess like it's... freedom. Yeah, it's, I was I'm literally about to say it's it's freedom. It's just more freedom. As long as, obviously, you don't forget everything. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. more freedom. Awesome. I just forget probably 15 of stuff or maybe 50, it depends on the week someone will ring me and I'll be like shit I forgot as long as it's not 100% then I guess it's you know it's alright to forget something sometimes we all do <laughs> uh, last one what mantra do you go by oh I've got two cool throw them at us we'll take two um, one is I, I am doing the best that I can mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I have a tendency to think I'm not doing enough. Um, So I am doing the best that I can. And you are what you do, not what you say you will do. Mm. Love it. Love, love, love. They're both amazing. Yes, definitely. Depends what mood I'm in to which one I need. (laughs) Sorry, I have one more. Mm -hmm. I I bloody love mantras. These are all on post-it notes around my um, room. The other one is I approve of myself. Mm. that's cool that's a really good one I want to use quite a lot they're all amazing they're all like we both relate to them so much and I mm-hmm. think a lot of people if they don't already probably will once they've heard them or you know probably when they come across them it like something clicks and it's like oh yes that's good they're awesome yeah well thank you so so much for um joining us today and for finally kind of you know chatting a bit more and stuff like like I said at the start I've been wanting to for so long and I guess this was a obviously like the perfect kind of way to do it it. but obviously there's I feel like there's still so much more (laughs) so much more but maybe we'll just yeah maybe we'll just have to do that like 
the, the mountain will just have to be like a one of our megas, so we have plenty of time to yeah. speak about everything. <laughs> I'd love that. Hopefully, I can get to Europe in the summer and we can. Yeah, that was. Although you're not, you guys. I have friends in France. I need to see and friends in Spain. So Amazing. I'll add a friend in Italy. So as long as I can travel, I'm sure I can be where you guys are. Well, we'll definitely that. plan something. Hundred percent. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, and we'll definitely chat soon anyway. But um, have I was gonna say have a wonderful day, but it's getting late for you now, isn't it? Or later. Yeah, it's six o'clock. Yeah. Quarter past six. I'm going to go to the gym. Nice. And do a run awesome. and then have a sauna. Enjoy. Enjoy the That sounds like enjoy your day. <laughs> awesome. Have a lovely evening, and we'll speak soon. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the Less Trodden Path podcast with Laura and Benedict. Make sure you subscribe to us on whichever platform it is you're using. If you would like to feature on the Less Trodden Path podcast, then head over to our website, thelesstroddenpath.com. Thank you for listening. The Less Trodden Path podcast is sponsored by imakesounds.com, music for content creators. If you're looking for royalty-free music to feature on your own podcast, blogs, YouTube videos and more, then head over to imakesounds.com.